community of the ten parishes in Wiveliscombe have a very varied mix of events, concerts, club meetings, embracing all manner of subjects. As the voice of the community, we at Ten Radio try to tell you what is going on, but we also like to give everyone the opportunity to share, discuss and talk about their views on matters that affect the community. Join Pauline Homeshaw and her guests for The Community Show, live every Friday morning from 9am until noon, and repeated from 4pm on Monday, to hear what concerns are being discussed and how the community is handling them. That's The Community Show, live every Friday morning from 9am. Good morning, I'm Susie Grogan, and welcome to Talking Books. Have you read any good books lately? If not, why not? I love to find out what everyone is reading and whether you have any recommendations. And hopefully this time of year, we've all had a bit more of a chance to sit down and read. Um, So do let me know. You can always get in touch with the studio. um, Obviously, the website is 10radio.org. So email us at studio at 10radio.org or you can text studio and then your message to 07786. 202240 and messages will get on to me uh, be passed on to me and um, I'm very happy to mention recommendations um, I thought I'd mention this morning that a previous guest on Talking Books Bethany Askew who came on um, with her husband to talk about on active service in World War II which are the letters between her mother and father-in-law Uh, sent during the Second World War. Yes, Anton's nodding about how lovely a book it is. Um, She's published um, a book called Counting the Days, which is based on the letters, um, and it's now available from Troubadour Press, which is troubadour.co.uk. If you're interested in a signed copy, do email us here, um, and we can pass on your details to Bethany, who will get back in touch with you. It, it is really a very lovely book, and it's a lovely way, lovely evocative um, way of reading about the impact of World War Two on two um, individuals. Um, and I've also very excitingly got in front of me, which I'm not allowed to share really, because it's going to be launched on the 24th of September, but the book that's accompanying and the postcards that are accompanying the fabulous Wivliscombe Children of the Great War project that the Civic Society um, and the children of Wivliscombe, Wivy Primary School, along with the artists Joe Dove and Sarah Fairfax, um, we're unveiling a memorial that the children and the artists have created on the 24th of September in Jubilee Gardens in the morning. There'll be posters up. Um, and we've just got hot off the press the book and the postcards that accompany it and it's lovely and I think anybody who um, has lived in Wiveliscombe and the surrounding area um, will be very interested in what the children found out about um, the children who lived a hundred years ago during the Great War so watch out for that there'll be posters around town and we're also having a World War One bake-off competition Um, So look out for that too, because we'd love to see um, your efforts at trench cake or empire biscuits. And the recipes are all on the Facebook page. So at last, after all those messages, we come on to today's guest. And in the studio, I'm lucky enough to have Somerset author Trudy Dove, who shares her home in the West Country with her partner and pet rabbits is that right yes that's right who i believe may have had something to do with the book we're talking about today she's here to chat to us about the bunnies it's a lovely children's book when was it published it's earlier this year wasn't it yes um about five months ago now but just this year yes yes 
Um, so welcome, Trudy. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, you're welcome. Do tell us a little bit about the stories in the book. What sort of age group are they aimed at? Well, they're aged really for for reading for seven to nine year olds, um, but I guess they can be read to younger children as nighttime stories, mm-hmm. um, bedtime stories, because there's ten little adventures in the book um so they are just about the right length to send a child off to sleep (laughs) (laughs) maybe i shouldn't put it quite like that um but yes they they follow really the adventures um of two bunnies pet bunnies russell and lupin based on my own pet bunnies um and just how um yeah i've made up adventures in my head so They go camping, they go to a fair, um, just little stories like that, really. I I thought they were lovely because there's something very traditional about them, isn't it? There's there's something quite um, friendship-orientated and learning how to, um, you know, how to work with others to do things. And did you deliberately put a little message in them? I I mean, they're not heavy, don't get me wrong, but it's it's like the old ladybird books, I thought. Yeah. Sort of those... It's funny, and I'm wondering whether it's because it's books like that, I, like that that I read as a child mm. that made me write that way. Because I didn't think about it until when the publisher um, said, you know, what message does it promote for for children? And it was like community, friendship, values, like that. I was like, oh, I didn't even realise, to be honest, mm. that I'd written that into the book. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely very friendship orientated I wanted to make it as um friendly as possible and because I, p- I think people um especially children like to be able to even if it's an animal they sort of like to see a little bit of their own friendship groups and things yes in the yeah. bit of anthropomorphous yeah oh definitely yeah. and I'm a I'm a bit like that yeah so <laughs> hence my bunnies <laughs> walking and talking but um yeah I think I wanted people to finish each story with a bit of a warm, fuzzy feeling. Yes. Yeah, and the illustrations are lovely. Who did the illustrations? The publisher, actually. Um, I just thought they were amazing. They, there's a lot of them. There, there are, aren't there? Yeah. So I there's like illustrations. Yeah, illustration in front of every story. So they asked me to basically describe a scene Mm. and then they came back with the pictures and apart from a little tweaks a couple of tweaks like saying oh can Lupin be rounder than Russell things (laughs) like that um I was just just like wow I can't believe someone was able to put a picture down that was sort of in my head and it's really it's really helpful isn't it so that you can actually imagine the little characters yeah I think so it sort of sets you off on the way so you've got a snippet and then as you read the story then you can make up your own yeah. So your own bunnies are your inspiration. So do you sit there and watch what they do? Oh, presumably they don't go to a fair or sit yeah. on camping. That would be <laughs> remarkable. It's a different book completely. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think what they did was give me the time to be able to write the book. Um, I sit with them a lot as they're running around the garden and I've always wanted to write and you always tell yourself you haven't got the time or, or something like that. So I literally set myself a goal of writing 10 books within the space of a year and sending them, well, 10 stories, sorry, mm-hmm. and sending them off to a publisher. So every time I was out with them, I'd take my pencil, my pen, and pencil my book and just literally write some stories. It's lovely because you do need that time, don't you? Yes, definitely. As a writer, it's really hard to... Yeah, yeah. And because I was actually taking myself out of the house 
I just got into that mindset. So they had to be written when the sun was shining and not raining because it was always outside. Um, but it was just wonderful to sit there see them and then maybe just get that inspiration of writing the first line based on the weather or how the bunnies were lying and then just literally follow it through and see where they ended up because there's something about rabbits isn't there i don't know what it is (laughs) yeah i I don't know what it is but there's there's especially especially cute yes but also there's i suppose it's the whole watership down thing i think we're all slightly influenced by the fact that rabbits have got this inner life maybe yeah Yeah, i think so (laughs) Because they are everywhere. There's so many children's books are based around bunnies, aren't there? And Mm. um, I guess when I was thinking of getting it published, they give you a sheet of questions to answer. And one of those was, have you got any competition? I was like, well, just about every other story book out there. Um, But hopefully I've made it because they are based on pet bunnies as opposed to sort of wild bunnies, hopefully. yeah. Yes, because everybody, even different. if they can't have a rabbit, because not everybody can have a pet, they don't live in the kind of situations where you could have a rabbit, but everybody can go to the pet shop or the garden centre and there's that rabbit sitting there looking like they're just longing for something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I do mention in the book the Rabbit Welfare Association, yes. um, who really heavily promote rabbit welfare and because you've done that isn't that what you studied isn't that something your background in conservation work I did wildlife and countryside conservation at college um so yeah I love the outdoors nature all things like that but um yeah really interested in the welfare of rabbits apparently they're the most neglected pet um in the country but they're the third most popular so there's little messages throughout the book of them needing space and yes. the correct diet and things like that. But yeah. hopefully it doesn't sort of jump out at you that I'm sort of banging on about that. But no, I think it no, is sort of subtly threaded, threaded through the stories. Well, it's one of those things where even if, you know, it's not deliberate neglect. Yeah. It's often that, you know, they've given into a bit and parents given into a bit of nagging from the child and, yes, they've got this rabbit. Yeah. And the child does nothing with it and it ends up the parent who's having to clean it out yeah, and I know. put it on the grass. Poor parent. It is. <laughs> yeah. So is that the sort of thing you mean, that you mustn't just forget your rabbit in the yes. corner of the yeah. conservatory or the shed or whatever it is? Yeah, and that's what the rabbit welfare do. They, they give out the education and the messages that are required because as you say it's never um deliberate it's just the pet shops often don't provide the advice that people need to take bunny home and and look Mm. after after the bunny Mm. appropriately so so yeah it's a completely different yes yeah and they live they live about 10 years so so you think yeah a child has a a bunny pet and then it's Mm. like that's a long time in a child's life, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> you think, yes, well, actually, it's it's almost as long as some cats, isn't it? Yes. I've never dreamt they yeah. lived as long as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah so, they all yeah. have very individual personalities, because I've, I've heard mm. of the gentlest rabbits, and the like a ferocious beast of yeah. a rabbit who would chase people up the park. Yeah, they are, they do. Yeah, my, my bunny's Lupin is particularly moody and Russell's sort of more carefree. So, so there's wealth of stories to come. Are you going to write some more? I am just finishing the second book now. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to see if that gets published as well. But I guess 
I just enjoyed the process of writing so much. Mm. I just wanted to carry on writing. Didn't really have the agenda of thinking, well, would it get... Well, I didn't even really with this one. It was just I wanted to write a story that I wanted to read and see where it went so yeah are you going to read us a little bit are you happy to read us something yes i can re- read it yeah i mean it's school holidays at the moment um unless you're listening to this as a repeat <laughs> obviously <laughs> and it may not be school holidays um but you know there, there's probably children listening and certainly parents who are looking out for books all the time to keep their children entertained over the holidays yes, yeah. so do read us a bit that would be lovely lovely i'll read um i'll start with march of the toadlets help 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 <laughs> the bunnies jump out of their fur they'd been dead to the world in such a deep sleep that they're now confused and disorientated what's happening where am i stammers lupin the bunny's bodies are tense ready to run and hide should trouble be coming their way Suddenly, there is an almighty hammering on the door, followed by a panicked cry of, Help! Help! Please! Oh, please help! Without a second thought, Russell rushes to the door. You know the one, wooden, small. You got it, that's the one. He flings it open, bracing himself for what may be on the other side. A large, browny green shape rushes at him, knocking him to the floor. Ah, go off me, says Russell with his little white puny. Oi, I heard that. I'm not deaf. Sorry, his little white arms flailing around, trying to push the intruder off him. Suddenly, the weight shifts and he sees Lupin has grabbed his attacker's arms and is wrestling him back. Now he has a clear view and time to take it in, Russell sees the visitor is a massive toad. Without warning, the warty brown toad bursts into tears, wailing, Oh, help me, help me, please. He starts thrashing about. Will you just calm down, dear man, orders Lupin. How can we help when you're in such a state? Calm down and tell us all about it. <laughs> You'll have to buy the book to know what Absolutely. happens. We don't, want you to, yeah. we don't want you to read so much to give the game away. I mean, I had a lovely little review. I, uh, the pub- Tudor's publishers very kindly and efficiently sent me out a copy of the book in advance. So I thought, I'm not really Trudy's demographic. <laughs> so at least I don't think I am. Um, um, so I found some reviewers who were happy to have a look at it. And the good sign is I haven't had it back. So that's clearly, oh. you know, they didn't give it back to me and say, I don't like it. And I had a lovely little review from someone called Lucy Morris, who's only seven, And she said, I love this book. The stories are really good and not very long, so you don't get bored. (laughs) My favourite bit is the pictures. The animals are so cute. My favourite story is the one where they go camping. I like camping too. So she was clearly really engaged by by the stories, which is... It's lovely and so exactly your age group isn't yeah. it really it is lovely hearing that feedback and I do like the fact that she says about getting bored because um, I tried to make the stories pacey because it is so easy isn't it and I know that attention spans are sure. people yeah they are aren't they so yeah hopefully they are um, short and snappy so it's just lovely hearing someone say that thank and you perfect for bedtime stories as well I yes think. yeah yeah i've had a couple of reviews on amazon of people saying um yeah they're perfect for reading at, at bedtime they're just yeah. the the right length <laughs> yeah and they don't leave you on a cliffhanger so nobody will go to sleep yeah <laughs> yeah yes yeah they're all meant to end with you mm. just also i don't know whether i did it um, on purpose but the bunnies almost go to sleep at the end of every story so it was to try and the bunnies are going to sleep the child goes to sleep sort of That's thing so idea. Yeah. yeah no it's really lovely 
Um, what sort of children's books did you read when you were younger? I mean, we're all, we don't like to think we're influenced by other writers, but we all are because we were brought up with stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, if only I could write like Enid Blyton, that was the, I guess, the ones that stick in my mind, the faraway tree and the... The the, moon face. Oh, yeah, moon face. (laughs) The fact that there was a different world at the top every time they went up there. Yeah, yeah, and then there was the wishing chair ventures mm. in the wishing chair and obviously the secret seven and famous five just absolutely i just just remember reading and reading and reading mm. as a as a child um and i read the five find outers and i hardly ever find anybody who they all read the secret seven and the famous five but they never read any blighton's five find outers no. and they're fabulous stories i'm sure they're not at all pc now <laughs> well, that's... one one rather large boy who eats too much and and a fat policeman they're all rude to so i'm sure they Sure. <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure you'd get that. Um, but children no, love that little bit. They do, don't yeah, they? And it's naughty side. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I read horror now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've tried not to bring any horror into the money. It's a whole new genre for adults now. Rabbit-based horror yeah. stories. Yeah, <laughs> And it doesn't sound great for the conservation angle, does yeah. it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so are you doing readings and talks and things that accompany the book? I mean, at libraries or anything like that? Yes, um, I've done a couple of readings at f- uh, libraries. So I've did Froome, Shepton Mallet and Wells. Um, they had, Wells and Shepton Mallet had the big reading week um, going on. So I joined in a, as part of that and just find it amazing that people turn up sit on the floor and listen it's always a bit nervous reading out especially when there's the parents there as well and you're reading to an audience mm-hmm. um as particularly when you suddenly realize you're reading your own story and you're desperate that people like it mm. um but yeah it's had some really good reactions and i've read a, a couple of schools as well um so when the, you're first told that 50 children are going to be um, listening I'm like 50 but actually when they're sat on the floor and they're so small they don't take up as much space as you think so I didn't mind it too much um, but some amazing reactions actually it's been lovely yeah I mean it is there's nothing quite like actually having contact with the people who read your stories is there yeah, yeah. best way to get feedback is to the look on their face yeah definitely so yeah it's been been wonderful to be honest so how have you found the publishing process because i know i always ask people who come on who are writers who come on the show that because people have such different experiences of the publishing process you know some people have self-published and Mm. make a good income out of it i don't quite know how um Mm. people are traditionally published um and still have to do a lot of marketing how's it been for you yeah, I, I had no idea um, what the process would involve at all. Um, so the publishers have been great in, you know, arranging me to come on the radio show and do some schools. Um, but I think I had the impression that my book would be in bookshops. And it's not um, as simple as that. Um, so you have to really approach bookshops yourselves yourself to ask if they would um put it on their shelves the publishers say they're going to talk to every bookshop within a 20 mile radius of where you live Mm -hmm. and i was lucky enough um for wh smith 
um in trowbridge to say yeah we stock some um but i have been pounding the streets and going to some little local bookshops and saying will you stock it and some say yes and others i guess quite understandably get so many there's so many books out there aren't there and and yeah it's what would make them choose yours some have just looked at the front of the co- of the cover and gone, "Oh, I love them. I'd mm. like to stock this." And yes. and and others have, yeah, just said no. So it's a it's a hard process. I think you have to be prepared to take some knocks when people say no, and just think that's fine. I'm sure J.K. Rowling <laughs> had some no's <laughs> in of her nose. time, exactly. Yeah. So, and I do appreciate it's you know it's not not for everyone, is it? They, I think I've got, I mean, having had a look at it, I'd say it's for most children. Though you'd have to be a you'd have to be a hard nosed child. child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> minor minor adults no, now, yeah. so maybe I've got children <laughs> wrong. But they are sort of a little bit heart meltingly, and certainly yeah. Lucy thought that they were cute yes, stories. Yeah, so. yeah, I think so. I think if someone picked it up, and that's I think why I was would love it in bookshops because. Mm. That's what attracts you to a book, isn't it? The cover. You go, oh, I'll pick that up. You might flick through and then you want it. Mm. But not having it in that bookshop, you almost need to know it exists to mm. be able to buy it off of their website. or Amazon Have you got or your whatever. own website or anything? Um, I haven't, but I did just set up a Facebook page. Um, yes, I've never used Facebook before, and I've, people have kept telling me, you need to put have you a Facebook do. page. Yeah, Philbert Gooseberry, who I believe is published by the same publisher as you, yes. he was on a few weeks ago, and he's got a Facebook page, and I have liked it. Oh, so do let me know. Lovely, <laughs> yes. I, I've set, I managed to set it up, and now I have no idea what to do, so I'm going to have to learn that side <laughs> of it. But it's got a picture of the book on and say how I managed to do that it was a miracle it might be easier than you think actually <laughs> yeah. but then again there's so many books out there you do have to keep at it it's yeah. really hard work yeah that's it I think you do have to yeah be prepared to sit and put in some legwork um you know apart from writing it there is all the follow-up stuff after so so have you um have you got like a you know I you said you're writing some more so have you got a time scale or because often enough people think well, I've got one out then I've got to keep my readers interested are you yes I mean I before my second bunny's book I have written another book called the little elephant which I'm trying to get published at the moment um, so I've sent that out to lots of publishers my existing publisher as well just to see what feedback I get from that mm. I have sent it to some agents because I've got a pet elephant uh, yeah no I know <laughs> So, yeah, it's based on my pet elephant at home. <laughs> oh dear, but it was just again. I think animals. It just it was a natural thing for mm. for me to to write. Um, so, well, my so, twenty yeah. my twenty two year old daughter was sitting watching Animal Park this morning, oh. quarter past nine on BBC One. Yeah. <laughs> to give it a plug, I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, she was moved by all these animal stories you know giraffes having babies and, and I'm thinking yeah. you're 22 you yeah. god knows what you watch generally yeah. but animals get people every time don't I they? think they do I think they do so I'm hoping that a publisher looks and says yeah but yeah nearly finished the bunny's book and then I've got a story for maybe a young adult book next as well mm. and I think as long as I'm still writing what I want to write then I'm just gonna carry on 
whether someone publishes it Facebook's or great. not. You can really. put little snippets on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to get really. Yeah, it's for parents, know. though. That's why people yes. remember because you can't be on Facebook till you're 13. Yeah, so. yeah. So it is more for the parents, grandparents of mm-hmm. maybe getting an idea of of what mm-hmm. to buy. The time just whizzed by. Look, it's it's like we've been spending twenty five minutes talking already. (laughs) But it's I mean it's it's so lovely. I would recommend that if you can find it in a bookshop, and if not, you can ask because I'm sure the bookshop can get hold of it if you go in and ask. Yes, you can get it from W H Smith and um, Waterstones online. They Mm. they sell it online. Um, It's on their website. And and you're going to go to Brendan Books, which is our favourite local bookshop, and see if they'll stock it for you. Yes, yes. I'll take along a copy. Tell Lionel you've been on Talking Bits. Yeah. <laughs> I will. He's been on a few times. Um, and we always ask our guests to choose a track to play out with. I don't get the impression that this one's bunny related, though. <laughs> no, it's not quite funny. Do you want to funny? introduce it? And say, I'll say thank you first for coming in. Oh, thank you so much um, for having and me. And it's been great. And if you'd like to say your song and why you maybe a little bit why you chose it, but otherwise just introduce it. Well, the song is called It's Throne and it's by a band called Bring Me the Horizon. Okay. 